0: hello guys and welcome to episode 13 of the caged in podcast for those of you who don't know this is a podcast where i purchase but syllabus your host i'm going to be watching every single nicholas cage film yay um so yeah if you haven't uh, listened before there's a load of episodes as well 12 episodes that you can catch up on and Join us on episode 13. 13's unlucky for some. Is it going to be unlucky for me in this case? This is the film Firebirds, released in 1990. And like before, like many times before, i got no fucking clue what this film is about. Um, and I'm not going to, because I've got rules, i stick to one of them rules that relates to that is no expectations. Those of you guys who listened before, feel free to skip on a little bit. Because I'm just going to go over these. You never know. People could be coming into these because they like firebirds. And they just want to listen to this specific episode. So, rules. No expectations. Pretty straightforward. If I don't know anything about the film, I'm not going to know anything about the film. Done. Second rule. No distractions. Again, pretty self-explanatory. Me, the film, Cage and me. Eye to eye. Just going fist, like, going at it. Punch for punch. Pound for pound. Giving it my full attention. I put my phone on airplane mode. Um, I'm lucky I've got a really lovely and understanding girlfriend. She's currently on holiday and recording one of these, like it was a rare moment, because the time difference stuff like that that we could have a conversation. Um and I had to apologize and say, uh I was watching a real shit film last night and said And I got like the best response which was if it was Nick if it was a Nicolas Cage film, I'll let you off. Like you can't ask for much better than that. Um Yeah, so Luckily, I've got understanding people like that in my life that will know that once I'm in the cage, I ain't coming out until it's done. Um, So, yeah, that's it for the rules. Um, I'm not going to get in the cage cage today, well, this evening, because I've already done it today, and I'm recording this straight after episode twelve for time to kill. So I feel like I'm very much immersed inside the ridiculous world of Nicolas Cage. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get on with it. Um, gonna watch the film. Okay, going blind. I'm just gonna see what happens. I'm feeling pretty lethargic. It's pretty late. What's the time? It's quarter past eleven at night, so roughly it's pretty gonna be an hour and a half film and then I've gotta record the tail end afterwards. So looks like I'm in for a nice late one guys, so Hope you appreciate all of the turmoil I am putting myself through for you guys in the name of entertainment. Or there could be no one listening, and I'm just going to get a really late night, and it's not going to be very fun. But hopefully, it'll be enjoyable. Hopefully, 13 is lucky for me and not unlucky. So, I'm gonna roll the theme music and then afterwards be talking about the film. So, I'll put my feet up, turn my phone off, and we're gonna get raging with Cage. Feels like I've been awake for days. Watch a film starring Nicolas Cage. Could be shit or it could be fun. Valley girl face off an army of one. Deadfall corner, lord of war, the wicker man Trustpast, and so many more, know how it starts, I don't know how it ends, the first ten a solo, then it's me and some friends, no distractions, no expectations, over the weeks, hear my frustrations, I guess the podcast is about to begin, I'm your host Petra Pasilibus and I'm caged in. <sighs> right, Firebirds, or as I like to call it, Top Gun 2. Oh, right so yeah this film starts with epic music real reverb drums we get a shot of silhouette of some helicopters flying through the sky it looks bad fucking ass you're thinking yes this is gonna be wall to wall action is it fuck um and then it started, It has a quote from George Bush Senior and kind of sets up the tone for this film. Um, once I'd watched it, i quickly, like, wound back to the beginning and took a photo just so I could read out what it says. It says, Our message to drug cartels is this. The rules have changed. We will help any government that wants our help. When requested, we will, for the first time, make available the appropriate resources of American armed forces. Oh, and, yeah, it's it's here. In the first two minutes, you realise this film... Has an agenda to play. And that agenda to play is. Drugs are bad. And it is rammed down your throat. The whole film. Um, Opening. I don't know what is up with this film. It's like, it's like a smoke machine going on. Every time. It's in like. It's a classic. Like darkened room. Load of officials. Like government guys. You know like. Navy people, all, all 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 awarded up to the eyeballs, like they got all their they got all their official garb on, and you got Jake Preston played by Slippery Nick the Dick Cage, telling this story of how he's flying helicopters. He had his whole like platoon with him, and some fucking rogue helicopter comes out of nowhere, fucking. Destroys it, and they're like, "That's it. We've got to be avenged." The fucking drugs are real bad. They keep, they keep fucking. <laughs> it's really, like that's it. The cartels have got to go down. We won't stand for this. Um, and then like, Cage asked to leave, and oh, he sat on a bench and like literally. Oof, in a shot you've got like a couple of officials talking guys are going to head up the operation of they're like oh, we've got get we got to get revenge we got to get this guy like like he is the sole reason that drugs are bad this rogue fighter helicopter pilot like yeah killing him is just going to stop all 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 drug trade i don't think scabby is as easy as that guys um yeah, even if this had had happened in real life, sorry to tell you, drugs are still out there. Um, and yeah, within earshot, they're having a conversation of how, how, how it's going to go down. And they're like, Jake, Nick, we want you on the team. And it's kind of set up at this point as the golden boy. He is he is our top gun, like, don't be fooled, this film is basically, yeah, oh, it's so, <laughs> it's so much of a rip-off, um, and then we're introduced to um, Tommy Lee Jones's character, who is called, ah, what is his name, oh, come on, brad little that's it yes um brad fucking little that's his name <laughs> um he's kind of called on board by the bigwig saying you're the best guy we know in regards to helicopter piloting stuff like that you've got to get this team together to take down the drug cartel scum because we hate drugs you're a part of the army, so you hate drugs as well. We're following George Bush. What could he do that's any wrong? <laughs> and um Yeah, straight in. Straight into training. You get Cage, he's laughing like a fucking idiot, he's just giggling. Um he sees you don't really you don't really know how they know each other, but Uh, Sean Young the actress who's probably best known for the film Blade Runner um, plays a replicant in that Um, she's like an old flame of Jake Preston's and he does not fucking leave her alone he is ah ultra fucking perv in this film he's like perv up to 11 um yeah he asks her out on a date and says like oh yeah you want to Gonna okay go for a drink sometimes. So, no, no, not really. And then um and then we get uh yeah, it's Brad Little's uh wife is introduced who is played by the same lady who plays the psychiatrist in the lethal weapon films. Uh really love that character. I don't know the actress's name. Do apologize for that. Uh Miss Lady, whoever you are. Um She's taking him out for dinner little does he know bang it's a surprise birthday party straight in literally met the character a minute ago and straight in like like, i don't like you're supposed to care i didn't really care that it was his birthday party because i didn't know the character at all what is that about (laughs) um and yeah at the party again Cage still acting like a fucking creep. Um, He says to uh, Sean Young's character, whose name is Billy, he says, uh, how about that drink? And moments before this, he just like runs his finger through the birthday cake, like licks it off and then says to her, yeah, how about that drink? It's like, you're never going to get a woman if that's your move. You daft prick! Um, and then we kind of get a lot of training stuff. We get this. Oh, we get this simulator. This. Um, yeah, it's like a. It's like a terrible, nineties, eighties like video game graphics. Um, they're there trying to take down the enemy, basically, and it is uh, it's terrible guys I am, I am the greatest 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 so as you can see old oh, Preston boy it's got a lot of confidence in himself uh, you could tell by that clip the music is fucking hilarious uh, yeah it's that terrible music all the way through um, he's been watched on the screen there's like these five screens set up you can kind of see the crap like visuals of the game that they're playing or whatever um, I don't know yeah he's always chewing bubble gum as well I noticed up to this point he's just all like he's just a prick like <laughs> his character I don't know I don't like any characters in this film. There's no one I can like relate to, there's no one I can get behind really. Like I'm not I'm not massively pro drugs. Like it's not about my politics but I don't know, I just kind of you don't really you don't really get anyone's not no one's really built up in a way that you feel like you can relate to them in any way, so like you kinda don't you kinda don't relate to them and you don't really get invested in the storyline. Um after his little I don't know, like simulator training um Jake's asking about he's like where's Billy? Where's Billy? She's in the she's in the laundromat, he's there, he's try, he's trying again, he's trying again where he tries to smooch her. She's not. She's not into it. Um, when she leaves, she leaves a pair of pants, and he takes them. He like says, "Hey, you forgot something." She's like, "You haven't. Probably because she's so fucking creeped out that he's like, just I don't know, holding onto a pair of his pants. You know, he knows she knows that he's gonna go and probably sniff them. Fucking pervert. Um, I and mean, we get the next morning and. This scene is great. You kind of have um, Tommy Lee Jones' character having a, like a morning run, and everyone who runs past him kind of is doing a new thing or says a new thing. Uh, you got one guy running backwards, and then it's like the last guy. They kind of like I don't know, like. Well, it was like morning, how like a good time for a run, and then the last guy just kind of goes so. So, that's what, all he says. Is, uh yeah, it's great. You just kind of get a lot of, like, montage stuff of training and stuff like that, like a lot of them. I'm doing nothing. And we get this scene where um Jake's in a club with his, his kind of, his, yeah, his, his, like, side man, his, oh, side man? He's, like, sidekick, and um, he's, he's, Billy and there, he goes over he starts He starts trying to get in, involved, he starts trying to dance first, She's already dancing with someone he gets a bit, he becomes a right arsehole as well, he's like he's just trying to muscle in she's not interested, that's what I don't get about this, she is not interested but he is just pursuing her to no end Um, yeah, he just comes off as massively creepy, you kind of find out a bit of their like Past and stuff like that. She's like, um, like you wanted, you wanted me to kind of settle down. That's not re- really what I'm into. I'm, I'm into being in the army, flying, flying helicopters and stuff like that. And um, it does this really creepy move when she's like leaving as well. He just like, I'd, like moves his eyebrows up and down. Like, Ah oh, I... oh, he just, yeah. I just want to smack him in the mouth most of the time though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Um, then we get the ma- major, like one of the, one of the big wigs from the opening scene. He's on a conference call and he's kind of getting the deets that they've got a head out soon. And then um, we get a uh, scene in a hangar and he's just still pervin they're sent on like a kind of field training and uh over the radio jake is just talking to billy and there's so much innuendo it's like i don't know like she loses him and then all of a sudden his helicopter is above hers and he's like oh you know how much i like it on top like to be on top and she's like well you need to, like, you're there in your cockpit. So it's, it's all bullshit like that. Um, Yeah, and um, Tommy Lee Jones wants to join the task force, but it's not allowed. He keeps keeps pursuing it, and he's not like the major's like, no, you're one of our best assets. You're here to train people. We're not going to risk you on the front line. So he goes to blow off some steam in the gym asks jake like you want to go you want to go around you want to have a little sparring session and it is the most terrible sparring it looks it's so slow you can tell it's overly choreographed and jake knocks him down in like no it's just so so he gets one lucky punch and he is down like a sack of shit and boy, he's feeling it. The next day, he wakes up late for work. His wife's like, "Shouldn't you be gone by now?" And he's like, oh, "What's the time?" He's all disorientated. Um, he pulls out one of the weirdest lines. Um, yeah, he's like, "You'd have thought I've had my dick shit off, uh, my my dick shit off, my dick shot off." Um, by the way, I'm acting or oh, something towards that. I wrote it down, yeah, you you'd think I'd had my dick shot off, is what he says, and um it just gives her a chance. She has a look at it, she's like, Oh I'll double check, it has been shot off, it hasn't, they get to it. Um we get a team briefing that the man they're looking for, the big bad ass motherfucker in the helicopter is Eric Stoller. He is oh he's got a He's got a mustache. You know that's a sign. Someone is a bad man. He's grizzled. He's got like he's got facial hair. He's he's he, he look he looks a little foreign. Oh, like fuck off, guys. He's not saying he's a good guy, but I don't know their portrayal of him. Yeah, he is. You take him down. All drugs are gone, guys. Obviously, that's the message you're trying to portray which we see in the next moment where um there's TV footage like news footage kind of everything's like drugs are bad drugs are bad crack's bad cocaine's bad yeah we know they're all bad okay guys um I don't know this is like an out and out and it's not like they're going after drugs in the US they're going after drugs in like Cuba in South America Oh, it's just bullshit. Um, then Cage gets to fly in a thing called, uh, what is it they call it? It's called like the boot or something like that. Um, uh, What is it? Uh, the bag, that's it. And it's kind of a, like, they essentially it's a darkened like cockpit and all you have to rely on is um, like a periscope. Yeah, and it's like, you have to, a periscope and a screen, and he just can't do it. He's sweating like a motherfucker. Like, you would have thought he'd just got out of the sea. Like, he is bad, and he is not doing well. And then he has a chat with Billy, and she says, it's like sex, everyone screws up the first time, and she like, out of nowhere, figures it out, she's like, oh yeah, you're left eye dominant, that's why you were fucking up, it's like, oh, 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 I don't know you're a doctor, madam, obviously she must be, She figured it out like that, she knows he's left eye dominant, so, what does our boy Jakey Preston do, goes straight to see." brad little who's looking after his kids in the supermarket they're shopping he's like oh i'm left eye dominant you gotta give me another chance you gotta give me another chance he's having a right old moan um and like he's like it's not gonna be as easy as that like you've got to prove yourself um to which jake replies uh possibly the worst line in the film that's real big of you little um, And that night, it's, it's like the guilt is plaguing him. And that, especially that line, that line got to him because Brad Little can't sleep. He's up, his wife tries to make him feel better. She gives him a magnum, he's eating a magnum. They talk about, they talk about what's going on and she talks about how he, like, he needs to push people, like like he wants he wants stuff to be done he wants the country to be good you're a patriot like oh it's just so i don't it's so sickly patriotic this film like yeah ugh. it's it's a little gross <laughs> um so the next day Brad Little has a ploy something that's going to help to get him over his left eye dominance, like, because his wife had said, well, you got over like having a left eye dominance, surely you could do it, and he's like, well, I'm not sure I'm not sure if I can so, the thing he comes up with he said it worked for him is, um, putting a pair of pants over his head covering his right covering his left eye, and uh, like, having a periscope coming off of his right eye and driving a car and uh yeah they're driving about he's driving erratically seem like uh, but they're happy with it like he starts to nail it everyone's getting behind him he's got his sidekick and i do you know what i don't even know what the sidekick's name is that's how like that's how much I didn't care about this film. Um, there's another one of the pilots. I did get his name. Just because it's a blatant fucking ripoff from Top Gun. But we'll get to that when he appears. Um, Yeah, there's more There's more like montage. There's more simulator training. He tries the bag again. And lo and behold, putting a pair of pants on your head and looking for a periscope, he fucking nails it, doesn't he? He... Like we didn't see that coming. Um, yeah. Uh, then we get a scene. I didn't really, I didn't really get like where this came from because yeah. Um, Billy's driving Jake's car. He's still chirps know's like it's terrible. They they arrive at a place like they're going on a date. Like, but up until this point, she just wasn't interested. It's like, for some reason, him doing well in the bag. All of a sudden. His life's going well for him. She's interested. Um, he goes in for a kiss. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait up, sailor. So what does he do? He said... She says, like, oh, how did, how did you get on in the boat? Like, oh, I'll show you a technique that worked. Um, gets her to close her eyes, puts her arms out, and he grabs her and kisses her. And I was just like, oh, so fucking sleazy. Um... And then we get a scene of them in the smokiest room I've ever seen, dancing to some smooth music. Sounds like Phil Collins. I'm not sure if it is. uh, uh, If it isn't Phil Collins, it's a blatant rip-off. They're dancing in this smoky room, like, alone. There's no one else for some reason at this resort. Like, the owners must have done a terrible job at marketing the place because they're the only two guests by the looks of it. Um... Yeah, they make love by candlelight. There's like way too many candles in this room. Like the admin that would have gone in would have been ridiculous. Like I dunno. If yeah, if you're getting down to it, you don't wanna have like ten minutes for like, wait a sec, let me light all these fifty million candles that we have set up in the room. Um The next day She's got to get back to the base because she's got training in like two hours, and he's like, "Ah, just, just fucking skip it! Like, come on, it's Margarita Day! Like, let's let's just go out and get pissed." And um, yeah, he's just like, "It's like, is he taking the army seriously? Like, he like you get this, you get a real mixed message from the guy because he seems well like gung ho to begin with, and then." by this point it's like is he just up for a laugh and a joke and kind of getting the bird is more important than like getting the bad guy I don't he's got like yeah I just wrote in my notes he's got no no charm whatsoever um then we just get back into like more shit it's more training like they kind of do a live exercise where it's um them uh, him and his sidekick and Brad Little and another pilot, kind of doing a mock helicopter to helicopter fight because that's what they're training them to do. Like in these Apaches, they're training them to, uh yeah, they're used to kind of helicopter to ground combat, but they're not used to air air to like helicopter to helicopter combat. So that's what he is trying to teach them. Probably should have told you about that earlier. In the description of the film, but eh, what you are gonna do? Um, yeah, we get like they win. Obviously, obviously, Caden he's like, he's kind of like he's the fucking best pilot of all time. All of a sudden, he's like everyone's fucking like, blowing smoke up his ass. Um, and then we get the old Tashman Mayor Major again. He's on another conference call. Saying they got to move. they got to move in. They've got more info on Stola. Sto- uh, Sto- uh, Sto- uh, like, we've got to get him. And then they're getting shipped out. That's it. They've got less than 24 hours of being the thick of it. It's like the DEA are in, and in. And then you find out it's the name of the operation. The name of the operation is Operation Firebird. Never saw that one coming. Um Yeah and uh, they'll be head-to-head with, like, the Scorpion, which is the name of Stola's uh, ship, or, like, the type of helicopter it is, and his crew, I um, don't know who they'll be, and then we get a real nice moment where Brad Little is told by the Major, like, you can't, like, I need a, I need a flight leader for this. I want you, Brad. And you could see the joy in his eyes. You could see you could see the spring in his step and the the light in his heart. That he's so joyed that he's going to be out there. He could die, but does not matter? No, he's fighting for his country once again. Um, and then Jake finds Billy like oh, we're heading out. Like, well, we should probably have a chat about things. She's like, Oh, don't worry, we'll chat about it. When we're on the flight over there and he is not happy he's like wait a goddamn fucking second what do you mean she's like yeah I'm, I'm 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 coming out as well and he does not take it well at all they allowed you to go into combat i don't believe i'm hearing this billy wait a second do oh, you think it's fine for me to be a pilot as long as there's nothing at stake But a dangerous mission no way that's only for men thanks jake i have my orders why is it so hard for you to understand that i just don't want you to get hurt i chose this career and you my friend are gonna have to accept it my friend and how does he get his frustrations out that's it he karate kicks the air. uh he just flies off the handle it's fucking ridiculous um And then we get the, yeah, we get them flying out to South America and you get the exact same footage that was from the title scroll in this film of the helicopters flying in the sunset, obviously. They thought, like, this film's 125 minutes long. They thought, miraculously, people would forget. Like, people wouldn't notice. Well, we fucking did, like, you morons like it's only possibly not like an hour later like we would remember it's quite an it's used on all the fucking posters for the film as well ah god um they uh they then like arrive in south america and they get a uh they get a briefing which is pretty much like stola is bad um and drugs are bad and then um Jake and Little have a little chat. They're kind of walking around the, um, walking around the base. Uh, they're like, God, "You're the best now. You're, you're the best now. You're the best." And just talking about how how good America is, how bad drugs are, like how bad Stoller is. And then out nowhere, bang! The fucking base is attacked. There's missiles going off everywhere. Miraculously, don't seem to hit a fucking helicopter at all. They like run, the whole team runs, get in the helicopters, and then as soon as they're in the helicopters, bang! Like, one of the, some of the like team that don't even have names, you're not even introduced to, they're dead. We don't care because you didn't set those people up as any characters. They were just like, in the background in scenes so like i don't think yeah david green is the guy who directs this i don't think he thought at all about like no one's gonna care if you kill people if there's no no development to that character like um i don't really feel either that stola is built up that much like you never hear him talk at all in this. He's not really, like, built up as a villain either. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like the main villain in this film is drugs. Like, drugs are bad okay kids. Like, I don't know. It's, this film feels more like a uh, an infomercial or, like, a, yeah, an anti-drugs video you'd show kids in school than an actual action film. Um I don't know. I feel like if you were to watch like an action film about pilots in any way, possibly go watch Top Gun. Um Yeah, because this ain't gonna get it for you guys. Uh that's it. They're up in the they're up in the helicopters. Billy's Billy's out there. She's um her role is to kind of scope things out. Um in her helicopter. They find blow up like a comms unit that's like a satellite that obviously or not obviously, Um, that was there to, like their, um, Stola would have used to find their base, would have been able to track it all, and then like she finds the rebels, oh, and one of the guys' name is Rice Man, like so he's like private, like surname Rice, and yeah, he's the Rice Man, He's referred to for this, like probably like that's what I mean. This bit here as well is like the last ten minutes of the film, and characters are kind of introduced by name at this point. Uh, I don't sure if a longer cut of this film is out there anywhere or exists, or there is a whole heap of stuff on a cutting room floor somewhere because uh, it. It just, like, you just don't care about any of the characters. I don't care about Rice Man, because all you can think is, I'm pretty sure there's a character in Top Gun called Ice Man. Um, Yeah, and then Stola finds Billy. He chases her. Jake chases Stola. Um, Rice Man takes out a fighter jet. Uh, Rice Man and Little... Uh, yeah, I like flying together, um, their helicopter gets taken down, Jake pulls out the weirdest line, you find out that his sidekick's name is Calvin, and he says, oh, he says something along the lines, I can't even remember the context, he says, I am your mother now, Calvin, I just, like, He's like, "Do you love your mother?" And he's like, "Of course I love my mother." He's like, "I'm your mother now, Calvin." Yeah, it's fucking weird. Um, So once Rice and Little's helicopter is down, Billy comes to the rescue. Uh, Rice man is dead. Like, ah, I feel so sad about that character who only found out his name two minutes ago is dead. Um, And. Brad Little is hurt and he's he's giving her instructions on how to create a rocket launcher out of the stuff that's on the helicopter and like whilst trying to do that there's a fighter jet coming towards them. It's getting it's getting tough. Like the fighter jet tries to shoot at them, she dives out of the way. Whew, they're fine, she's like, right, that's him, I'm gonna shoot it right up the ass. Bazooka blows it up, it's fine. Fucking... Miraculous. Uh, and then... Jake... Like, is still chasing Stola... Going back and forth... Getting shot at... Like, and then all of a sudden... He gets in... With the most basic move ever... Stola, like... Is chasing them... They go over a cliff... Lower their helicopters down... He goes over... Flies over the top of them... And then... Bang, boom, shoots him down, and that is pretty much the end of the film. Really, Uh, there you all of a sudden you find out miraculously that the cartel has disbanded. That's it; they're they're beaten, guys. You take out the helicopter man. Everything's fine. Um, Yeah, we get Brad is airlifted out of it. He's injured, um, and Jake. And Billy make up, and that's it, they kind of just walk, like, walking, I think, no, they're arguing again, they're, well, they're arguing about who's going to drive the helicopter, he's like, oh, I am, I am, I am, she's like, no, no, let me, let me drive the helicopter, as they're arguing, it kind of, felt like, the camera just drifts off, and that's the end, and, oh, yeah i didn't i didn't particularly enjoy this one at all guys as i said i'm recording this straight after time to kill it's fucking late it's real late and um i just can't wait for things to get better um Right, so I must have been fucking knackered when I uh, recorded this episode because I totally forgot about this section. So I'm just dropping it in here now, guys. Um, Obviously, you've heard what I thought about the film. Um, What does the internet say? Um, There's only two scores on the internet for this. There's an IMDb and a Rotten Tomato scores. And boy... I think I've hit the nail on the head with my opinion of this one because IMDB is 4.6 out of 10. Oh, and Rotten Tomatoes is 10%. So, yeah, um, the director, David Green, uh, actually... Got quite a small and looks pretty ropey back catalogue here. He directed film called Buster, starring Phil Collins. So maybe that was a Phil Collins track in Firebirds. So he obviously knows the guy. There is Car Trouble from 1985, and no, that can't be right. Yes, he did a film in 2010 called Zombie Roadkill, which looks rubbish oh right well yeah sorry 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 I missed that part uh but it's in here now so back to the podcast so let's talk about what's coming up um next episode is wild at heart the 1990 David Lynch directed film that i again don't really know anything about like own it on blu-ray but uh, that's that's really about it and um yeah i'm gonna be joined on that one with uh, a friend of mine and comedian uh, martin huckster really really cool guy check him out on social media so he's on twitter and instagram at hurley Burley. well it's at hurley underscore burley so it's h u r l y underscore b u r l y um yeah i'm really looking forward to chatting shit about wild at heart um and regards to helping out the podcast guys Please, please, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Um, just any honest feedback in those uh, reviews would be great. Um, obviously, if you don't 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 have iTunes, you can like I I guess you're probably already listening to this on iTunes. Uh, 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 a cast or stitcher or soundcloud oh uh, if you're listening on soundcloud yeah there's other easier ways that the episodes you don't have to go hunting for the episodes the episodes can turn up straight on your phone so with itunes you can set to automatic download on Acast, you can just like add it to my shows and every time an episode is released it will be there on your phone uh with iTunes, obviously, you can set up for automatic download. So as soon as the episode is released, it will just download to your phone so you can listen to it wherever you are. Please just do that. Like, uh, Obviously, this film isn't a great one, but we've got some great films coming up. I've got some great guests coming up as well. So, um, yeah, let and let people know just let friends know let let a family member know, let anyone anyone who you know who's into any of these films i'm talking about or thinks that the premise is funny like just just get them involved like i don't know um and yeah i've been looking recently at some of the stats online and stuff like that uh of like where you guys are listening to and it absolutely blows my mind like looking through some of the top countries and stuff like that like I've got, yeah, looking at it now, like, someone from Korea has listened to this, like, Morocco, Denmark, Turkey, like, any of you guys out there, like, wherever you're listening, to, I'd love to hear from you guys. Um, Obviously, hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, at CagedInPod, or email me, uh, CagedInPod at gmail.com. I would love to just hear from anyone, anyone who's got any ideas, even if, like, I don't know, just say, hey, it's me, I'm listening in this country, that would be great, like, yeah, as I said, sometimes with these podcasts, it's quite hard, because you don't know if you are just, like, screaming into the void, if you're just, like, talking, like, I'm talking into this microphone in my lounge, and nobody's listening, but, like, even if there's, like, 10 people listening, guys, i'm still gonna do it i'm still gonna do this regardless even if nobody's listening that's kind of the mantra i have i record these as if nobody is listening and just hope that if you are you're enjoying it and if you feel like someone else would enjoy it like yeah share it with them but i feel like uh yeah I'm going on a bit like i don't know Listen. Don't listen. Whatever. Whatever you want to do. Obviously, if you're listening to this part, you're already you're already on board. Just yeah. Just trying to get more people on board because I don't know. I'm I'm putting in time, guys, and I'm putting in the hours. Uh, I think like soon I'll calculate the hours as well and I'll I'll I'll, I'll pop that out there. Um, but yeah, uh, as always, I've been Petrus Patzilavas. I've been caged in. You've been rad. Bye. This podcast is presented by the Breadcrumbs Collective, home of the Pod Charles Cinecast, Caged In Coppola Connections, A AdroopTown Limerie, Maine, Franchised, and many more to come. Our shows are all presented ad-free and made possible by listeners like you. Please support our shows by subscribing, leaving ratings and reviews, and becoming patrons at patreon.com. If you'd like to learn more about breadcrumbs, head over to breadcrumbscollective.com. Breadcrumbs. It's more than a podcast network. It's family.